Yo, welcome back. Welcome to Contents Profit. Guys, okay, so we had an incredible episode. If you are struggling with the whole mindset of selling and maybe kickstarting your business to your first six figures, this episode today is for you. It's going to help you reframe the whole mindset. And what else can we look forward to? I have two things here. I love the fact that we talk about the common enemy as a toxic positivity. Oh, baby. Uh, that hit home to me. And then the nonprofit campaigning technique any business can take advantage from. That was juicy, juicy. Yeah. I love the whole feast and famine side of the conversation that we had. It was, it was very impressive. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Enjoy. We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. Welcome to the Content is Profit before. podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple to entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. Sounds like a Monday or a Tuesday if you're listening. Or I think this is a Thursday release. I don't know. One of those days. Monday so- through Friday, Contents Profit is with you. A day of the week. Monday through Friday, Contents Profit is with you. But uh, I'm excited about today. Fancy, what are we talking about? Okay, so today we're talking about the no BS business strategies. Ooh, baby, to, with to, our guest. Don't say the name. Don't, exactly. don't say the also, name. I was out to spoil yep. it. I was like, ah, don't say the name just, just yet because there's some announcement. But hey, if you guys like the show and you enjoy it, just go ahead and follow your favorite platforms. That is right. And follow us on social media as well. And if today's guest help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and leave a five-star review. That's right. My, 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 my tongue gets all tangled up when I go too fast. Tangled up. I know yeah. you, you can't keep up with my speed. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay. Another epic guest referred by the Content is Profit family. That is right. And she is ready to help you cut through the BS we can't, we can't potentially, you know, say it, you know, <laughs> that, that we're not going to believe anything in here. That's the Rans Online Businesses by sharing some of the ways in which she has generated over 20 million smackaroos throughout her businesses. All this while prioritizing her life as a mother, staying true to her values and being the incredible host behind the No Bullshit or BS Business School <laughs> podcast. No blipping, no blipping. <laughs> no blipping. Please welcome the one and only... John Dittrell. I love that intro. Thank you so much. It's, it's messy, you know, it's messy, but it's authentic. It felt good. I, just, I, I love listening to podcasts. So I was all excited about it. I was like, I want to hear the intro and I want to be my name. So it's really awesome. Uh, did we, did we perform just right? Like, was it, was it you everything did, that yes. you expected and it, more? Everything and yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, John, very excited uh, that you're here. Very honored, actually, that, that you're here. I mean, the, the fact that you came in into our, like, our first meetup or the, the call that we had a few, was it what, like last week or a few weeks ago? And you were like, oh my Two gosh. Ago. Yeah, I think so, yeah. The first thing that you said, like, I love your show. I'm like, oh, of course you can be on the show. Like, <laughs> do we need to talk? Uh, but other than that, you can refer by the Contents Profit family. And uh, I know that you're doing some wonderful things. And as soon as we started talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to dive into this because obviously your experience is amazing and what you're doing right now with sales and your approach to business. Uh, I think a lot of people can can get a lot of value off of it and, and do some some action action items in their lists. But uh, why don't you share a little bit of you, like where you're coming from, like what what like what got you to your entrepreneurial journey today? Yeah, so it was a bit of an, a messy journey. I'll say I think most people kind of fall into business not necessarily on a straight path. 
Um, and I actually originally wanted to be a music writer. So back when I was fitted at university, my whole goal and my whole plan was I was going to work uh, for the Rolling Stone. I was going to write about music and I was going to go out there and tour the world and be like, you know, this famous writer. Um, and when I quickly realized when I graduated school is that I also had to make money and pay bills. So writing became uh, a side thing. And my full-time job actually ended up working in restaurants. And I started in the restaurant industry and I learned really quickly that I was really good at making money. And it was kind of one of the things that I fell into. And from there, the restaurant industry kind of transitioned into the nonprofit sector. And I really grew um, my reputation and my, my experience in the nonprofit sector for a very long time I worked there. And uh, when I became a mom, I decided that I was kind of like, I you know, it's time for me to kind of step out of that level of pressure that I was always under all the time mm -hmm. and decided that I was going to start doing things on my own again. I found quite a few businesses along the way and I've got two nonprofits that I were very well known. One ran for 10 years and the other one still currently runs in Canada. But the business I'm awesome. in now has become like, it's my, it's my everything. I'm loving what I'm doing now. And it really is being able to teach women how to do what I did. So how to be able to yeah. make, earn money in a way that's aligned to your values and using a lot of different techniques that are commonly taught in the for-profit sector. Cause I lift a lot of my strategies from charity because that's where I was for so long. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm curious, you know, a lot of people, I feel like they could potentially lo lose their way, uh, you know, with their values when they start making a lot of money. So, You know, I'm, I'm pretty curious on why that transition on, especially because I've noticed that that's a big part of your message. And I mean, does it have to do anything with what you learned in the nonprofit sector? Because we don't know much about the nonprofit sector, but, you know, I'm sure there could be some things in there happening that could potentially change your point of view around the, you know, the whole making money aspect of business. So I'm, I'm curious, how did that transition happen of going nonprofit to building your own for-profit based on this, you know, values that you have? The really the transition kind of happened naturally in a lot of ways. And it's because of the fact that I think a lot of women or business owners, period, who are very heart driven or very passion driven have a tendency to lean into this idea that if I just love my business enough and I work hard enough and hustle hard enough, that money will come to me. And that same attitude is actually really dominant in the charity sector where people really believe that it's all about the cause and it's not about the business. And in fact, like what I really believe is there needs to be a balance between the two. Like you need to equal out your passion, but you have to have business acumen in place because without it, you really can't make the impact that you actually want to make in the world. And, and you need money in order to be able to do that. Yeah. So I think for me, because I have such a belief system that it's not about selling, it's about serving, that coming in and working with people who are also in that mindset of, I really want to make a difference in the world, or I want to change something, or I want to do something significant with my business, but I want to get, make money while I'm doing it. That's where I kind of come in and help people align how to be able to do both. So stay true to yourself while you're making money and not feel guilty about it. I, I have a question since like your very first sentence, like you said, I realized I was good at making money. How do you realize you're making good at the, that you're good at making money? <laughs> <laughs> I know this sounds terrible, but it's easy for me. Like it feels easy. It's one of those things like my brain thinks in that process of how can I think about campaigning and how do I think about connecting people to feeling really good about themselves? 
I see problems everywhere. Like I'm, I'm that person. I, I joke a lot that I could see a leaf go down the street and I'm like, Ooh, I have 17 business ideas that just ran <laughs> through my head and I can monetize yeah. them all. And so I think it's just the way my brain is wired. And it's, it's mm. something for me that I I'm passionate about. I get excited about it. Yeah. And I love being able to teach other people how to do it again in that way that doesn't feel like, you know, you're selling, like feeling that pushy, pushy way yeah. that most people kind of think of sales and instead of learning how to actually just serve the people you're here to serve and understand how to solve their problems. Yeah. I love, I love that mindset. It reminds me of an episode that we did with Chris Doe. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he said, um, he, he talks a lot about sales and he told people, I want you to just change the word sell for help. Literally just like reframe it in your mindset. Do you think, and you know, you said something very similar, right? I don't see it as selling. I see it as serving. Do you think that is one of the biggest challenges you have with the people that you're helping their conception of uh, what selling is? And then you help you help them preframe it in a different way so they can ap approach it, you know, probably with more confidence. Because at the end of the day, like when you jump on a sales call, you can tell whether the other person is confident or not, you know, and whether they get the sweaty pits. That's me right here <laughs> or not. Right. So yeah. I'm curious, how do you work on that on that mindset? I think it, I, yes, I think that first of all, like the mindset aspect of it is really important, but again, I think going back to that idea that I feel really strongly about is that every single person here has a gift. Like we all have a gift and we have the ability to be able to help people in a meaningful way. And if we don't go forward and actually put ourselves out there and take our gift and our solution that we have and help to put that into people's lives, then we're never actually actualizing our own potential in life as well. Mm. So when you shift your thinking again, and this is very much coming from a charity mindset of saying my role here is to align somebody with a solution to make their life better and I get paid to do it, then I'm get this is great, right? Because my life is better because of it, but I'm also helping people along the way, just as you said, I'm, no. I'm serving the people I'm meant to serve with the gifts that I have. And I think shifting your mindset to that removes that entire feeling of ugh, selling and I feel sweaty if you and, you know <laughs> feeling like I have to be overly confident about it it's just you just do what you're really good at and help to find those people that need you yeah you mentioned uh I see problems everywhere right like, and for some people you know at the begin very beginning for us that connection was like man like how, how how's that connection right and uh obviously problem becomes an opportunity right but then how do you go from opportunity or uh, spot it to to execution mode right because sometimes We've seen it right inside of our own business, inside of other people's businesses. There, there's all these great ideas, especially around publishing, right? Like, let's say, let's bring it to to content's profit side of things where, you know, we do believe that content is that gateway to to yourself, to educating those people, to bridging the gap, right? Between, I don't know you, to, hey, I'll, I'll throw money at you, right? Uh, for this solution that, that you're bringing me. Uh, but when it comes to execution, we're like, hey, we can do this podcast, we can do this YouTube channel, look at this concept, this will be interesting to to talk about, right? Let's say from a real estate show that they want to bring the leaders of the of the city and have an amazing conversation. And then on the back end, having these conversations to invest in the city. But then on the front end, we have this audience like, it sounds beautiful on paper, but how do we then go from, from that to execution, right? Like we, we have our own system on the side of, of content side. Uh, to help people like that. But I'm very curious from your side of opportunities uh, into sales, what's that bridge? How do we, how do people go from that to making money? 
That's an, an, a great question. And it's exactly what I teach in one of my programs. And so r- really what it comes down to is I think everyone, I like to talk about building a business like a house. Like that's really where I focus on that idea of business building should also be really focused on the boring aspects of life. And I teach boring stuff. Like I'm the first to admit it. <laughs> what I teach is incredibly dull. I teach value propositions. I teach positioning statements. I teach budgets. I'm not teaching fun things. <laughs> But the things I teach actually help people to make money and go from that idea of that ability to say, I have a spark to putting all the pieces together to actually start making money. Yeah. And so the first thing in it is your foundations. Like, I think it's so core to say, okay, I have an idea or I see a problem and I have something that I think is really going to be a great solution. And you need to work out those foundational things right off the bat, which include like, does that problem that you think actually exist in the world, or is it something that you have experienced personally, but nobody else out there is like, you need to validate the problem before you start with anything else. You need to know who your ideal people are. And as commonly said, everybody talks about that all the time, but I think you need to know them in a very different way than what kind of car do they drive what colors their hair. Like those don't, things don't matter unless you are selling cars or you're a hairdresser. But in like kind of the real world of things, like what we need to understand with our people is what actually makes them tick. Like what do they think about and what do they feel in their heart? And what are the psychological reasons why they're out there actively searching, searching, sorry, for a solution to their problem? Like what's the thing that I always talk about is the 3 a.m. wake up where they're lying in bed at night. And you guys know, because I'm sure you've had them too. And you wake up at 3 a.m. and your heart is pounding and you're sweating and you're staring at the ceiling and your mind is racing. And if you can get into that mindset, if you can understand what's the thing that makes their mind race, then that's the way you're going to be able to sell. Like that's what you're going to build everything off of is that mind race and that thing that happens. And so understanding, again, like the deep seated reasons why somebody's going to actually be connected to what you sell is going to be so beneficial in taking that plan to action. So, so the foundations, and I always say the wall is then going to be really important because you need to know how to position yourself in the market and really understand that yeah. you need to throw your roof on, which is all going to be about pricing strategies, understanding the different types of strategies and the right ones that work for you, how to run a budget, how to deal with objections, how to be able to deal with refund requests, um, how to set yourself up so you don't get many of them. And then you're going to move into like the marketing side of things and social media side of things. But then the big piece of it, which I always call is like, the front is your your curb appeal of your house is your launch structuring because you need to understand how to be able to consistently ask for money in your business if you want to make consistent money in your business. Mm. Oh, consistently ask for money. I know. Give me the moolah. I want to dive into that, but I find it interesting. I wrote here kind of like, you said that you are the first one to admit to teach like the boring stuff, right? And something that we notice, realize is that that's it. Like business is just like a bunch of boring tasks put together, done consistently, right? But but I what I, is, what? I I slightly disagree with one that second, one. one second. Okay, okay. This guy doesn't <laughs> doesn't re- respect over here. Um, but you know, like I think business is portrayed in social media and everything. Obviously, the marketing side of things just makes it look so flashy, so exciting, and then people are like, "Oh, like that's how it's gonna be." But then, and I agree, it's not all boring. But the foundation things that you need, the foundational things that you need to do. And I don't want to call them boring because then people are going to be like, oh, but I don't want to do this. But they are simple, right? Let's call them simple. They're nothing nothing like extravagant, right? And that, that just need to be done consistently. So 
I just found it interesting that there's that dissonance on, uh, you know, the perspective that people might have that might be coming into, oh, I'm going to grow my my business. And they immediately go into all the benefits post work on, oh, I'm going to get the lifestyle. I'm going to get, you know, the the bank account. But they don't think about, you know, all the hours that they're going to have to be <laughs> sitting down, crouch on the computer, typing and, uh, you know, budgeting, and, uh, yeah, reaching out to people, reports. right? And I found it very interesting. How do you how do you deal with that when somebody comes to you and they have, I mean, they're so, they're sold on that vision, that dream. How do you get them to, hey, this is step number one, and we gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, it. I think it's the constant fight that I feel like I'm fighting in my business. You know, like when they always say, yeah. like, you gotta rally around a common enemy, and I feel like my common enemy is imposter syndrome with a lot of the people I work with. But then again, it's that false representation. I call it toxic positivity. Mm. That's what I refer to it a lot as like you get this toxic positivity, especially marketed to women, where you're like, you know, you can only work with the clients of your dreams. You can say no to things that don't light you up. You can follow your heart and the money will come. And every time I hear it, I'm like, oh my God, stop saying this. <laughs> like, please stop telling women this. It's not true. This is why they're going bankrupt. And so it, I think again, it's yeah. like for me, it's been really a, a key message in my content. So when we talk about like using content to benefit your business. I talk about it a lot. Like I talk about busting bad business tips. I talk about, you know, why you don't need business coaching and why you actually need strategy instead and why business acumen is the best investment you'll ever make in yourself and why marketing is really is just the the icing on a business that isn't your full business. And so it a lot of it for me is just trying again to get a very different message out there that most of us don't talk about it because you're not going to come running to me and be like, Oh my gosh, Jan, I want to buy from you because you know, you're talking about value propositions. You do, people do run yeah. to the, I can get you rich in six weeks storytelling, right? Yeah. Which is not true. Like a very 1% of the population can do that. The majority of the population, it, it takes time yeah. and slogging and mistakes and, you know, more mistakes and learning. And so I think that's the message I, I would like more people to hear. It's why my podcast is called No BS Business School. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's, I'm just telling it like it is. Yeah. I, I love it. And here's the reason I said, hey, I slightly disagree with the boring statement, right? Like, because, and this is, has been a constant battle, right? Like in the last seven years internally for us, right? Because we were attracted by that initial bro marketer, right? Like, hey, you can sit on the laptop, right? Fonzie thought he was going to eat chips and, and, you know, the laptop and uh, me too, right? Like it's, nobody escapes from that, right? Especially when you're in this in this place mentally that you're like, I need money, right? I want money. I want those things, right? And then you fall, like that's the messaging. That's the positioning that that person is deliberate the wow that's a that's a grown up world that's uh, a, yeah, that's a de <laughs> deliberate whatever they're doing it on purpose uh right they 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 put in that positioning in front of you so you that's the type of customers that they're attracting to those type of products right so 100% we're victims of that we learn right along the way as we build this business that these the foundation things that you that you talk are necessary now as we started to execute uh, we can start noticing, hey, I'm prone to do X, right? I, I probably like to do, for example, I love the project management side of things. I love building the back end of the project management. Fonzie cannot like see it. Like he has an immediate headache and then throws up and then walks out. But he's a very creative person and he's amazing at distilling ideas, right? From the people that we help and having that communication, right? So playing to those strengths we can find people to put in place right now i know there's a stage right let's say if you're starting your business brand new 
that you might not have the resources to put that. And we talk about this on the content systems that we build all the time, right? Like uh, in the content perspective, uh, somebody might start recording, right? But then you don't have an editor to do the post-production. So how do we reduce the friction so you can execute and then build resources to then hire that editor? On the business side, it's no difference. It's like, how can we execute like the 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 more um, frictionless possible so we can execute move forward right so what are some of the tips that you might recommend for maybe people that are starting their own venture right or people that are in starting phase maybe have one or two people that are helping them VAs uh, administrative assistants right uh, that they can be on the lookout for and be like hey maybe this is the route that I can execute today to increase revenue to the max so then I can use that revenue to fit the business and then delegate the things that maybe I find boring, right? Because I know people that love to run reports. I lo <laughs> they love to do the budgets. Uh, I'm not, it stresses me out. So, you know, that's why, you know, if we have the resources, then that's delegated to them. What's something that they can do initially, right? In that phase to move things forward. So this is the phase, like I talk a lot about this on my podcast as well, because this is a really common phase that a lot of people get stuck in and it, which is I'm starting to make money in my business and then things are going in the right direction, but I don't know what to do now to make them go faster or to be able to see more consistent revenue coming into my business. And in this spot, it all comes down to campaigning. That's what it is. So it, this is directly lifted from charity, what I'm going to talk about, like directly lifted from it. And the reason why, when you go into the charity sector, when we work there, what we're, we were given targets immediately mm -hmm. when we walk in. So if you're, I worked as a gun for hire, so I would come in and I'd be hired by the charity to fix big issues. So they, they were losing big money. They needed a campaign uh, done for them. They they needed somebody to kind of, you know, steady the ship, fix operations, do things like that. So mm. I would go in, I handed a number and say, this is what you need to raise by the end of the year. And the numbers are generally quite large. So they're, you know, 750,000 in the year, 1.2 million, things like that. Like you gotta, you gotta get in there. So the only way that you can make that happen, or the, the way that I've made it happen in my whole career is by campaigning. And it's the same idea of sitting down and saying, where are the opportunities that I have currently right now? So do I have a list? Do I have opportunities to be able to do um, direct mail? Do I have a, my, what's my email list looking like? Where are the uh, parts of my business that are actually really making me good money that yeah. I could m do more of that and less of the other things that are actually not making me money? And first getting that critical eye going on in your business and removing yourself emotionally from it and just looking at this is business at this point, right? It's data, yeah. it's numbers, it's decision-making. And then once you kind of go through that process of getting rid of all of the, the things that aren't working, it's doubling down on the things that do. And for me, it's always been about campaigning. So it's creating an opportunity to bring people into your world in a way that's going to be really authentic, really meaningful, and provides them with a really immediate transformation in a very, very specific time frame. Yeah. And yeah. then launching that repetitively throughout the year. So over and over and over and over and over again. And that can take all kinds of different shapes, like what you do. Some people can do it with, you know, in-person events. Some people can do it with online campaigns. Some people can do it with workshops. Yeah. I would not recommend trying to do it with webinars because webinars, they only work for certain people, certain types of businesses, I yeah. feel. But having that like high touch point, because we know, right, like it takes like seven to 12 touch points with somebody before they're going to make a decision to give you money. And if you can condense that experience into something that's really, really contained, yeah. you can put your conversion rates really high. 
versus trying to draw things out over a long period of time. So that's really what I focus on. And that's what I teach is how can you get those? It's called capital campaign strategy is what it is. So how can we get those capital campaigns running every single year in our business? So that like monthly or every second month we are, we're campaigning, we're campaigning, we're campaigning. And then you're, it just starts to run pretty naturally after that. So is that aligned with kind of like the training that you're, you're about to do? Is that practically you're, you're practicing what you preach? I'm practicing what I preach. Yeah. So I've been teaching uh, how to do this privately for a while now, and I've just publicly put an offer forward. So I now have it in a program that you're able to come in. I work with you for six weeks and there's a course, a companion course that goes along and we set up your campaign for the year. So it's really focused on being able to get consistent six figures in your business um, within a one year time span. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what the focus is. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a little bit curious. I'm a play a little bit of devil's advocate here, if you don't mind. Um, He's wearing the the black and red outfit for those listening. <laughs> for a reason, way, for I was like, I, I, I woke <laughs> I up and I was like, yeah, I feel risky today. You, you need your devil, <laughs> devil ears. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that would be funny. So this is what I, you know, I'm envisioning kind of like this revenue graph, right? And every time you do a launch, you have a little spike, right, of revenue in your business, mm-hmm. and then it comes back down. And then when you have another launch, it goes up and then it comes back down. Now, let's say we are doing, um, you know, outreach. We're doing outbound sales as well. Now, that can go up, and then you can keep people, you know, talking. And, and that line, instead of going flat down, it can, you know, still increase a little bit. And then when you do a launch, it spikes up again. So that being said, right, my my, my I guess my challenge is some people might be afraid of, well, am I only going to make money in these campaigns, right? What if the campaign is not successful and I don't make money and then I have to wait for the next spike, right? Shouldn't I be potentially just doing outbound in the meantime, right? Should I be doing, you know, running ads and then doing inbound? I'm extremely curious. Do you, is part of your strategy balancing this type of things or is he just focusing on on the campaigns? No, you can't you can't do like a run a business. So you can run a business, but I wouldn't recommend running a business where you are just focusing on your revenue coming in from live launching. Like that the, it, the stress of having that pressure where it's like feast or famine, right? Is what mm-hmm. it is. So yeah. it's like I have money, I am broke. I have yep. money, I am broke. It, it's it, it's what charities quite honestly do and it's why they struggle so much is mm. because they they get so focused on that idea of oh we're broke quick raise money and then now we're not going to do anything for six months and oh my gosh we're broke again and now we need to raise money and so that's why i got hired because i was like no 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 we're not going to do this anymore we don't want to yeah. do that so we we do need campaigning to happen it's necessary you have to campaign because it does give you that lift right and yep. we need the lifts in our business cuz it's going to give us more cash flow it's mm-hmm. more opportunity we can invest more money back on ourselves i only teach organic strategy but you know a lot of people i don't and i don't do any paid strategy in my own business so yep. you can do a lot of things though through paid strategy and putting things back into ads but on the back end of that you also have to have another second or third offer that's actually going to be something that's going to stable the ship when you're doing that spiking. 
So I, I would never recommend to somebody to come out and say like, okay, I've got, this is why like the course model is so stressful, right? Everybody's like, oh, just go out and launch. And then you're like, great, <laughs> I made $30,000 and now yeah. I'm broke and I can't launch again for 12 months. Mm-hmm. And it's what am I going to do? Yeah. So having different revenue streams in your business is necessary and trying to put all your eggs in one basket is just going to be a recipe for disaster. So yes, Fonzie, I totally agree with you, right? <laughs> like it's, it, you can't have, the spikes are great. But you got to have a line in there as well that's going to be able to be the thing that pays you while you're doing all the other fun stuff. Absolutely. So, so you mentioned. Sorry, I'm I'm hugging the mic here. Uh, Chug the mic. Um, Chug the mic. (laughs) (laughs) But you did mention that you are, you know, that you mostly do organic strategies for this. Um, What are some of the things that you do, you know, maybe on a daily basis or whatnot to keep that baseline, right? So for me, a lot of the things that I do, again, are really focused on stewardship and on cultivating relationships. So Mm. I spend a lot of time kind of focusing again on how can I have authentic conversations with people and how can I have meaningful conversations so that I'm keeping my funnels warm again and leading people into different spaces. So I have four offers in my business. Those are four consistent offers that I have. And each one of those offers has been directly built to help women in different stages of their business. So some of them are right at the beginning. I have something that helps them then. If I get them at the beginning, then I can move them into the next phase, which is where I help people to be able to get to the next phase and then to the next phase. So it's really focused on going from zero to six figures and I can help you along the way. So I view it as, again, it's a journey, right? And Mm. my business has been built for that journey. And then I really, where I'm always thinking about is what is that stewardship and that cultivation, that prospecting that I'm doing every single day to find people to bring into the right sections of that. So it's done through all kinds of things. It's networking. It's done through, I do more reels than anyone ever wants to watch. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're a huge part of my flow though. Like I, and, and, you know, and then again, having a chance to be able to come on podcasts and run my show this way. And so it's, it's going again, back to a lot of old school, old school sales (laughs) techniques, which are really about getting to know people. Yeah. Instead of just relying on ad revenue. Yeah. I uh, love it. Can, can I talk now, Fonzie? Uh, you are allowed. Yes. Uh, thank you, uh, <laughs> M- Mr. Devil. Uh, I think this is perfect. So you mentioned reels, right? Like I'm very curious, like what your content ecosystem looks like. Uh, this is a, a term that, that, you know, we've used for quite a while. And uh, we started seeing content in a very different way, especially with our show. Obviously, the interview has like that initial factor of like, let's build a relationship. I'm pretty sure like that's how, that's one of the elements that you utilize is very powerful, but also on the back end, then all the content that can come out of that, not only production wise, but idea wise. So like after this, you see us probably like taking some notes. There's some pointers in there that then we can further and that we dive in. There's more research that can be done and then that can turn into more content and different things and different angles, opinions, right? So not just that, I'm very curious, like how, how do you discover your current like content ecosystem? How was your evolution from the very beginning, right? What was the first thing that you tackled? Was it podcasting? Was it different type of content? Uh, can you walk us through a little bit of that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I love making content. It's like if I could make content and do nothing else other than selling, <laughs> I would be happy just to sit in the world of selling and content creation. Um, so my first tackle was my email list. That's what I first started with. And because for me, I came out of the world of you need a lead list. Like you, you mm-hmm. if we don't have a list, you don't have a business. So for me, my email list has always been incredibly important to me. And it doesn't have to be a large list to be successful. I don't actually have a large list, but I have a really engaged one. It's it 
like I have a great open rates. I have great response rates mm. and I work yeah. on that part of my business on a regular basis. Like it's a, cra a craft to me. Like I really take cool. a lot of time with my emails nice. and try to write as though I'm writing to my friends. So I treat it like a letter, like, you know, that's awesome. what it yeah. is more than anything else. Uh, from there, um, my podcast is the probably the most important thing uh, beyond that. And my podcast to me is my love letter to um, <laughs> the people I serve. So I spend, again, my content thought with that is what are the things that I know they're struggling with? What are the things that I know they're getting caught up by other people saying, like other people in the industry mm -hmm. saying to them, what are the things that are holding them back from moving forward with their ideas or, or what are the things that are making them want to quit on their business? And so I spend a lot of time really trying to reinforce that this is normal, the journey is normal, um, that we all hate our business at some point. We all <laughs> want to quit our business and that it's actually okay to feel that way. You yeah. don't need to love it every single day, but you need to learn how to get through it so you can keep focusing when on that, getting that, to the good side. It's like when that three-year-old is throwing the tantrum, doesn't want to exactly. go to bed, and it's like one hour, two hour, 10 p.m., like, go to bed, you're like, no! Bed. Same yeah. thing, yeah. yeah uh, it's like, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I never had you. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've threatened many times to sell my daughter on so I'll tell you that it's, there are many times, many, many times. Oh, yeah. It's true. Um, but for me, then the next part of where I really have found that my content ecosystem works well for me, I love that term, by the way, um, it really works well for me is my reels and yeah. the reels I, that I do and the ideas I get for my reels really come from the Q and A's that I run with students and in all of my free boot camps Cause I do a ton of free stuff and yeah, I run yeah. boot, I have a really, really well-known boot camp that I run a couple times a year and bring hundreds of women into it. And I, I answer Q and A, like I'm just in there doing Q and A, Q and A, Q and A, Q and A for 30 days plus teaching. Awesome. And so the questions that I get from there become my content because they're, I'm getting the actual questions. And I always say, if one person's asking me that question, I guaranteed 20 people are thinking it. So I've yeah, always yeah. pulled directly from that. So, and, and it's been really successful for me, especially with creation, creating reels. That's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. what, what's your flow? Like, um, I know I'm getting a little technical. Wait, 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 before diving into the flow, I just want to make an, like, a quick remark here for those that are listening that notice how, you know, she didn't say that she is everywhere doing all sorts of content, <laughs> right? I think you, you are very aware of what your capacity is and your strength are and where your people are hanging out and where you're leading them, that you put a lot of intention into what you're doing, right? The email, the podcast, and the reels. Uh, sure, I'm, I'm sure there's some of the people listening right now that they might be like, well, that's still a lot. That's fine. You can just potentially just pick one and focus on that one until you have the resources to, you know, go and do the the next the next thing. So I'm... I'm I, I, I really enjoyed this explanation that you gave. I'm curious though, if you would have only one thing that you could do out of these three, which one would you do? Oh my goodness. You're going to make me choose through my, my babies. The babies yeah. my baby. Wow. Fancy yeah. way to do. Hey, we're ruthless <laughs> over here. Ruthless, yeah. You are. Um, I would have to say logically, I'd say my email list, but if it was my passion, it would be my podcast. So I think again, because the email list for me is, is so important again, yeah, yeah. from that, that aspect of having leads, but my podcast, like I love it. I love doing it. I love the people I get to talk to. I love being able to show up in a way that really gets people get to know me and I can be yeah. authentic and be myself. And, and I think that's the place where I really 
if I could just do one thing, that's what I would do. Yeah. Nice. I, I love that you mentioned email and podcasting. A lot of the questions that we normally get is like, Hey, how do you actually connect the podcast? Normally the people producing the podcast is out of love, out of the passion of these conversations mostly, right. It's one of the platforms that are, are harder to, to grow as we came to find out, uh, with the network. And, uh, but at the same time, it's so rewarding, not just personally, but on the business side, right. So connecting that, the, your platform, to your email list, which ultimately is how you continue to develop that relationship. And that's something that we've dropped the ball 100%, right? So, you know, public apology for those that have signed up to the Contents Profit email list because, you know, we we tend to to do great in video, but, you know, writing the thing. And, and that's one of the things, right, that if, full circle to the very beginning. Where you just do the interval training in soccer, you know, so we do intervals uh, of <laughs> yeah. writing in the, in the email list. I know. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, is, it is up there, right? And, you know, if you're listening, you want to read something very specific in there, let us know. Uh, but at the same time, right, like it's so valuable because every time that we communicate with them, especially on the launch of the, when we joined the network, that was massive that we, we sent a few emails. We just say, thank you. We're like, Hey, this is happening. And the feedback was incredibly positive. Right. So, um, I love that fact that you created that connection, right. With the audience the people that kind of follow, learn from you. And then you build it into your own platform, your own thing. And we're, we're big fans of create your own, your own platform. Um, oh, this has been so good. Um, what has been the biggest challenge of like making that connection between your content and profit, right. And, and making money inside of your business. What, what has been the biggest challenge there? I would say two parts of it been is being a mom, quite honest, and being a mother to a young child has been a, a hard part of that. Mm. Um, we've gone through, uh, we just came out of a, you know, two years of incredible lockdowns. Uh, I'm in Canada. So we were, we were locked down really for two years. So yeah. having, not having that consistent, you know, support and daycare was closed and it was open and closed and open and closed. And I quite literally, she was under my desk while I was working. Cause I, I, you just don't have options. You need to get it done. Yeah. That for me has been the biggest challenge. And I think that there, you, we see a lot of representation in women who are very successful in business who have older children or their, um, their children are out of the house, but we don't see a lot of representation of women who are in the, the mess of it. Yeah. with little people while they're trying to be in the mess of it with a business that is growing and scaling. So yeah. that's been hard. I'll be very honest, like to know, you know, where, what's, am I being a good mom today? Am I being a good business owner? Like, you know, am I being crap at both? Like it's, you know, and there's plenty of days I have been crap at both. Yeah. So that's been a big challenge. Yeah. I think the other challenge really has been for me to be quite honest, has been coming out of the charity sector into the online space and trying to find my lane. And I think that that's been, you know, like really a difficult path in a lot of ways. And I, I've made it through, like, I know my lane and I'm in it and I love it, but finding my way into mm. it, cause it was, it's, it was very different. Like it's a very different way of doing business. I'm it's sure. a very different way of having conversations. And I kind of like, you know, every now and again, like I teach funnels and I run funnels and I would find myself in funnels and I'd yeah. be like, how the hell did I get in here? And what am I buying? <laughs> and what, uh -huh. right. Yeah. And I think that trying to understand again, see past the messaging and the marketing and getting to the core of what's actually being taught or happening within this sector has been a, an eye opener to be uh, quite honest. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Cause, mm -hmm. uh, identify, I know I'm not a mom, but at the same time, those questions, right? Like if you're a parent of uh, small kids and you're building something at the same time, it's many times that either whether that's your partner or even yourself, you're like, is this the right thing, right? Like, am I, what am I sacrificing, right? Like it's a, so 
you also have the possibility to kind of build it the way that you want, but there's that feeling inside of you that it's like, it's not enough on either side, right? Like, you know, you're, you're out, let's say last week I got the chance to, to go take Luke and play with a new team that we're playing on Fridays. And he was so excited. Luke is my three-year-old, right? And he's like, uh, soccer data friends, but at the same time, you know, I couldn't stop thinking about the thing that I needed to do when he was going to bed or in the next morning. Right. And, and those are the, those moments that, that can be really challenging. So I thank you for, for sharing that because I'm sure a lot of people are listening to the podcast or, or executing at the moment that's going through our heads and you know, you're not alone. So come join, uh, the Q and A's with Jan, go, go hang out, uh, with us as well in contents profit Facebook group. Um, those are the things that really like make the difference. And, you know, I want to give a huge shout out. We have Jeff that's part of our community that's launching a podcast and his whole thing is about, uh, how kids are also very successful. And, you know, he, we, we learned something really awesome where you include those kids in, in that journey, right? It might be a little bit better. So, you know, those stories when she was like maybe under your desk, like you could hopefully remember those moments and are pretty awesome. And you were like, okay, it is a good memory, right? I know that it was a little challenging, but it was all, all worth it at the end. So, but, I, uh, but you know, we don't discriminate here. So if you are single and have no kids yes. like, <laughs> like me, you can, you can, you can come as well, you know, and, and we can, we can be friends as well. <laughs> Yes. I, know, exactly. I'm like, I was that person before. So I also went, I've been building business like that before. So yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a really different journey. Yeah, yeah so, no, absolutely. I mean, I've seen it firsthand, obviously, with my brother. Um, I'm, just, I'm just joking. <laughs> Fonzie's just working 24-7. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. I'll work. Uh, no, definitely not 24-7. Uh, no, yeah, definitely not 24-7. Uh, oh, that's awesome. So, uh, Jen, this has been, again, uh, super awesome. What What's an action point that people can take? Let's say, you know, um, they're, they're transitioning into like their, their full-time thing. Maybe they left, you know, a, a job that maybe it was providing for them before they're tackling this new thing. They're creating content. They're putting offers out there. Sorry. They're, they're campaigning. What's an action point that they can do today to grab positive traction. So I would say the action point to think about is understanding how to run your content like a funnel. And so I think for me, that's something that is really important, especially in those early stages where you yeah. feel like you're trying to be on all things at all time. And you're like, why am I creating all these bloody things and putting them out into the world instead seeing them for what they're going to do to bring people into your business. Yeah. So yeah. understanding the four stages of your funnel and then understanding how to run your content strategy monthly to get people into that funnel. So you're one, the, I always teach it this way. The easiest thing to do, you've got four weeks in a content calendar. So if you're on Instagram and you've got to do four weeks of content, You've got four phases of a funnel there as well. Awareness, interest, decision, action, create your content that way. So you're not sell, you're still selling, you're selling consistently, you're always selling, but you're not sounding like you're selling while you're doing it. And it's helping people go through that decision making process, which is what a funnel actually is, and leading them into, are they going to buy from you? Yes, or are they not going to buy from you and let them move on? That would be the one thing I would say. Ooh. It takes so much stress off of content when you know yeah. why you're doing it, where you're going with it. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And there's a there's a quote that uh, that I heard a couple of weeks ago and it has like stuck. It's like when you can't be motivated, stay consistent. And then I started digging in, like, how do I actually stay consistent? And part of it is is that framework, how we set it up, how we set up the system to create, to produce in any way, whether that's content or business or sales, right? to be able to stay consistent, right? So I love what you just explained because 
is part of that is it removes all the friction and then you understand where things fall and uh and with that very clear it's going to help you stay consistent hence then going back to the motivation zone so oh love it that was good fancy other questions well i was gonna say that sounds like a joko willing um quote probably he's probably a, i've been consu- i've been seeing a lot of discipline and <laughs> military styles like oh, which i agree i agree with that you're saying I, I just know I, I don't know that that has been the quote that has helped me a ton lately right <laughs> with yeah. like lack of sleep and uh with the babies you know the three month old <laughs> that, that kind of motivation sometimes is not there but yeah. uh where where will you be if you did not publish jen where would I be? Oh, I don't want to think where I'd be. <laughs> so, yeah. So if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, where would I be? If you didn't publish, so if you didn't create any sort of content. If I didn't create any content, where would I be? I don't have an answer. How pathetic is that? I, I could not imagine my life without creating content. And I know that's not the answer you're probably looking for, but that's the truth. Like I couldn't imagine not creating content. I, I don't know what I would do for, with myself. I would be, I would be in a closet, <laughs> create amusing myself. Maybe that's what I, would do. <laughs> I don't know. I just con- content has been part of my life forever yeah, and ever yeah. and ever. I mean, I wanted to be a writer, so I think that that I couldn't imagine what my life would be without it. It's yeah. just been it's it's changed everything for me because of that. Content is everything. Yeah, and Thank just you. so you know, we we ask that question with. With no expectations whatsoever. Uh, that's how I feel. I'm like, that's a terrible answer, but it's a truthful answer. No, is which makes it a great answer, right? Because at the end of the day, we we want to transmit to people the that intention and that process of creating and the importance of it, right? Because a lot of people are like, well, I might be afraid of you know, being judged, getting in front of the camera, what other people are going to say, am I going to make a mistake? Or what if I put something out into the world and nobody answers, nobody see it? Hey, it's it's okay. We all start somewhere, right? But at the end of the day, the common thing that we've noticed with most people that have come to the show when we ask this question is that they're like, I don't know where would it be, right? Uh, and and we, love, we, we love asking this question just because it also helps us too with the perspective in our eyes. It's like, okay, cool. We got to keep creating more content, right? And it's, it's way more exciting for us is we didn't, we wouldn't have any of these amazing relationships, right? That we've built yeah. or the uh, business through the podcast or the business, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's, it's true. I mean, content creation has taken me so many places in my life. Like I, I got yeah. to perform on stages. I've been able to hang out with celebrities. I've been able to, I, I was, you know, got to work with the prime minister's mom. I've been able to have a podcast because of it. I've been able to be on major television and been able to do, you know, major prints. I've, I, I met my husband through content creation. Like (laughs) it's just been, it's been awesome. It's, it's, I think when people get really stuck on content sometimes, because like you said, right, we worry so much about what people are going to think about us instead of thinking about what we can do for them. Yeah. And I really think, again, thinking about that idea that the, we have a stage and we have a platform and we have a gift and being able to get on that every day and change even one person's life or leave them with a little bit of a nugget that they can think about. What a great life we have. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like you and said, we have paid to do it. So Ex- they, exactly. No, yeah. Like you said at the beginning, it's not about selling, it's about serving, right? Yep. It is. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Jan, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? 
You can find me on Instagram at janditchell.co. You can find me on Facebook at janditchell.co. You can find me on the web at janditchell.co. Uh, and you can also follow my podcast at No BS Business School on all the major players. Awesome. And if they want to be part of that workshop that you're putting together, how, how can they join? So that's janditchell.co forward slash formula. And you can go check that out there. And I have my free boot camp as well that will be starting up in September. And uh, so that's janditchell.co forward slash boot camp. <laughs> Come hang out with me for a month and I'll teach you all kinds of lovely business stuff. Nice. Some of it's boring. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, uh, if, if you guys are thinking, taking notes and you might have, you know, missed one of those, just make sure to scroll down. We got all the links on there. Just click him, subscribe to her podcast, connect with her and just, just show some love. Yeah. Uh, with that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning to the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform and on social media at Base Bros Co. That is right. And if Jan here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys. Sweet. <laughs>